Hey, Taco, the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. On Saturday, October 19th, Sun Eaters, authors of the Taco the Town theme song and all the other music you hear here on Taco the Town, are performing live in Kansas City at The Brick, 1727 McGee, Kansas City, Missouri. They are opening for their longtime friend, Till Willis, and they'd love to have some Taco the Town fans in attendance. If you like fuzzy indie rock with an outlaw country flair, join Sun Eaters at the Brick for an evening of nationally renowned music played by local independent musicians. That's Saturday, October 19th at the Brick. Does the Brick serve tacos? We're going to find out on Saturday, October 19th. Sun Eaters live at the Brick. And now on to the show. to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my neighborhood holistic electronic wheelbarrow salesman tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, We'll be reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. And guess what, folks? This is our special National Taco Day episode. We are recording this on Friday, October 4th, National Taco Day. I hope you all celebrated National Taco Day the way I usually celebrate National Taco Day, by getting a party pack of tacos at my favorite taco joint, driving to a secluded cove or beach at Lake Quivira, stripping down to my holy undergarments, watching the sunrise, and purifying myself in the waters of Lake Quivira. Welcome to Taco the Town National Taco Day episode. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Dixon's Famous Chili Parlor. In 2019, Dixon's is celebrating 100 years in Kansas City. Dixon's is a real step back in time to a simpler time and place when all people ate was a hot bowl of chili. And Dixon's has, get this folks, all you can eat tacos. Maybe the five greatest words I've ever heard. All you can eat tacos for $8.99 every day. Dixon's was voted the number nine best chili restaurant in America. Dixon's is located at 9105 East U.S. Highway 40, Independence, Missouri, 64055. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., 
Dixon's history started in the early 1900s when Vern Dixon began selling his unique chili out of a street cart in downtown Kansas City. In 1919, Vern opened the first Dixon's Chili Parlor at 15th and Olive. He focused on high-quality food and fast service, which led to business continuing to grow. Vern was so proud of his chili that he would not even allow ketchup in his restaurant, even though some customers would try to sneak it in. Harry S. Truman frequented Dixon's before, during, and after his presidency. In 1952, President Truman visited Dixon's along with several secret service. Agents. Dixon received much publicity from the event, and Life magazine published the occasion. As a result, the name was changed to Dixon's Famous Chili. Harry Truman continued his patronage for the rest of his life. There is no word on if Harry S. Truman ate the tacos. Hmm, I gotta look into that. Dixon's tradition continued into the next generation. With pride and dedication, they expanded the business, including their 40 Highway location, which we are at today, which opened its doors in the 1960s. In 1963, realizing some people liked ketchup with their chili, they changed the no ketchup policy. However, they did not want to completely break away from the tradition, so they decided there should be a 10 cent fine. They continue this tradition today. They started serving tacos in the 1970s on Wednesday night only, and they were such a hit that they added them full time to the menu. They trust that their attention to detail, outstanding service, and very unique tomato-free style of chili will warrant your continued patronage. They are truly honored to carry on this longtime family tradition. By the bowl, on top of burgers, in tacos, and on spaghetti. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. These two gentlemen host the very first Kansas City podcast I ever listened to. They host the Nerds of Nostalgia podcast as well as the Nightmare Junkhead podcast. They are a living, breathing cornucopia of film and pop culture knowledge. When these two nerds aren't hosting movies at the Alamo Draft House or the Screenland Theaters, you can hear them waxing nostalgic on movies, music, and memories on either the Nerds of Nostalgia or the Nightmare Junkhead podcast. And if you haven't been able to make it to one of the movie screenings they host, it's a great time. They give away amazing prizes. They hold trivia contests, sometimes feats of strength. Is that true? Feats of strength. <laughs> Only when it's a Schwarzenegger right. flick. <laughs> and they even do impersonation offs. That's the part I love, the impersonation offs. Those are good. Well, anytime you can actually incorporate steel magnolias with Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Bless and bashful. It's a swell time. Anytime you guys are hosting an Alamo screening or a uh, Screenland screening, people need to check it out because it's a thing in Kansas City everyone should check out at one time. We've been waiting to have you guys on for some time here on the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we're finally making it happen. And uh, what better location than here at a chili parlor on National Taco Day? Welcome. Welcome to Taco the Town, Greg D. and Genius McGee from the Nerds of Nostalgia and Nightmare Junkhead Podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, dude. Speaking of blush and bashful, that intro is great, man. I'm all blushy and stuff. <laughs> Shit. All right. So it's National Taco Day. How have you guys celebrated? I mean, this we're here in the evening. How's your day been? It, so far, so good. I'm ready to celebrate ta eating tacos in a chili joint. And I think if we're if we're staying on brand, we are. This is totally for us. Eating tacos at a chili joint, but you got to understand the chili joint we're in has an ambiance to it that mm -hmm. is kind of perfect for our pod for the podcast environments. I'm hoping that this chili joint is like one of those cannibal chili joints, like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like you open the door, 
<laughs> and just like it is on an old highway. It's a little more right? populated, but it is on an old highway. And I'm telling you, just the ambiance in and of itself, it looks like it's almost like a mixture of the Craven from like the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. films. It's and got it's got that lun- old school lunch counter like at the beginning of Children of the Corn. I love that counter. Yeah, check out those seats, those shiny it's silver charming. seats. Charming. Yeah, it is super charming. And it, but that's how they lure you in. And then before you know it, you're, <laughs> you're enjoying part of the chili. Exactly. Later on. Do you have a favorite uh, chili joint scene in a movie? You guys know maybe more about movies than anyone will ever know about movies. You have forgotten more about movies than I will ever know about movies. So do you have a favorite chili joint besides the Texas Chainsaw Massacre chili joint, which is one of my favorites? I would say I can't. In fact, it's vegetarian chili as it is. <laughs> I know. If it is, and you know what? One of the things we always dig, you know, obviously, and I will just say this I'm a taco the towner. So I'm really, this is almost like an inception moment for me here. (laughs) But like putting together where I'd be for taco the town would be something like this. But scary chili place? Yes. But it's only missing a blood buffet. Oh, yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie Blood Diner, it's insane. By Jackie Kong, (laughs) you are missing out. And it's like the The movie is batshit. It's great. It's one of those things that if I knew if I was ever on the show, Show, we would have to talk either the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Blood Diner. I'll, I'll tell you what, my favorite chili joint is the Texas Chili Parlor from Death Proof. Oh, yeah. There is the, she wore a black bandana <laughs> and a red on the, yeah, that's a, that's a good movie. Chili's good too. That's a good movie, but also let's remember it is a Tarantino film. So unfortunately, there's a lot of feet. Yeah, a lot, a lot, of, lot feet. of feet in that movie. Feats of strength. <laughs> All right, so your guys' podcast, Nightmare Junkhead, is a, is a horror podcast yes. where you talk about everything horror, um, and it is October. Oh yeah, it is the month of horror films, and you guys are hosting a buttload of screenings coming up this month october we like to say on the podcast it's the most wonderful time of the year because ultimately we do it is a weekly podcast so we're we're living and breathing horror 24 7 Uh uh-huh you know all year long but the normies get to come out and play in october the people who normally don't celebrate horror all the time get to celebrate horror and it's dope and like we're like, welcome to horror. Let us be your guide. You and know? that's just it. This is like at the point where people at work will come in and say, well, Greg, what should I watch? I know mm-hmm. you like those scary yeah. movies. And this is the time when not only are we hosting like individual movies, but we've got marathons coming yeah. up. There are all sorts of things. So uh, what should be genius? Let's start Ooh. with this. You uh, know mm-hmm. a few members of the uh, Kansas City Horror Club, correct? I do. I in do. fact, in- I believe you're kind of the size sparling because... Not only am I a member, but I'm also the president. So, so what does the Kansas City Horror Club have going on in the month of October? Ooh, we got all sorts of goodies. On October the 9th, we're having our game night at Pawn and Pint in Casey Moe, and that's going to be a blast. And then we have different helping with the screenings. We have like Walking Dead things coming up. And then in November 2nd, even after Halloween... We're having our Halloween hangover, Monsters Ball. It's a big party. There's going to be three live bands. The Final Girl and the Monsters, they watch us from the moon and Razor Y Halo at the record bar, and that's going, proceeds are going to charity. Oh, cool. So and what charity is that? Fun. The Walking and Rolling Foundation. And what they do is it's based uh, in Kansas, and they take kids with special needs, and they trick out their wheelchairs to make them look like the costumes that they want to oh, do for cool. Halloween. So, like, one of them, this kid wanted to be Vader, so they made his wheelchair look like an old uh, TIE fighter. It was rad. Awesome. And so, like, every kid needs a good Halloween. You see a lot of the wares at Comic-Con, and it is so amazing to see those kids get that cool inclusivity feel. It's wonderful. It's just heartwarming. Now, that's so that's with that's Kansas City Horror That's just the big events. Club. Yeah, and then we now, got movies galore. And so on October 18th, you mentioned uh, Screenland Tapcade. 
we are going to be hosting our fifth Nerdoween Horror Marathon, which is where, for Nerds and Nostalgia, we do a whole live podcast thing. We've got a really good working relationship with Screenland Tapcade. Mm-hmm. But this will be the fifth year we do three horror movies, and the lineup is not revealed until all, they screen. All mystery awesome. ones, but we give you a theme, and this year's theme is killer nouns. So a killer person, place, or thing. So it's going to be rad. We've done sequels. We've done anthology themes. Last year, we did a whole theme of sleazy sci-fi, mm-hmm. which was interesting. That sounds right in my alley. Well, okay, it, it, let's, let's see here. Here was the lineup. We opened with <laughs> Terror Vision. Okay. The middle film was From Beyond. And then and we closed with Extro. Oh, wow. That's which, a batshit crazy Okay, which too. is the one where the woman is attacked by the slug? Oh man, is that the, battle beyond the stars? That would be, I believe, either that or Galaxy, Galaxy of Terror. Terror. Galaxy of Terror. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking and, of Sid Hank. Yes. Rest no, soul. Yeah, rest rest is soul. Yeah. yeah. They're actually the the day we're recording this, they're actually doing a, a double feature for Sid Hank over at Screenland Armor, uh, that hosted was by Jill Six and congratulations. Yeah. To, congratulations to her for the making stylist. the stylist goal. But when Sid Hank passed, that was a big hit to the horror community. I mean. The horror community is a small, tight-knit community with fan- not small by any means, but we all love what we love. And so whenever an icon like that passes, you know, people take it really hard. And I know and he's been to Kansas City a lot every year. Yeah. Times. He's, he was kind of a, a regular on the convention circuit. Yeah. And, that, and we talked about it, we, on our last show for Nightmare Junkhead. But he's one of those guys that had a late career renaissance, yep. which you never see anymore just because, unfortunately, once you hit a certain age – in Hollywood, in film in general, you're kind of phased out. Yeah. So it's always nice when genre film, and that's what I love about horror, is they just embrace people. And, you know, late in career, early on, like how many big-name stars have gotten their start in horror movies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Aniston, George Brad Clooney. Pitt, all of them. Right. Later tonight, you guys are hosting a screening of Blob. Yes. 1986. Yeah. 88, 88, my friend. 1988. Mm-hmm. And I got to ask, are you hosting the Phantasm at Alamo? No, that'll be part of Terror Tuesday. Okay. Now, Terror Tuesday is hosted by a true friend of the podcast and a friend, Adrian Torres. Uh, I'm there actually every Tuesday. Okay. I, I love it. So I am a hardcore, socially awkward introvert. So anytime I get to go to the movies and I don't have to do anything, I love it. And ter- <laughs> Tuesday night has become my favorite night of the week. And it's that one, though, is going to be wonderful. I'll tell you what. He's not whistling Dixie, man. I mean, we love what we do. And I love hosting and all that stuff. But there's times when if I get to go back and, like, sit and watch and, and like, entertain me, you know, then I'm like, <laughs> yes. And then I'm ready to go and entertain some more. Like, we talked about the 18th. We got another. We, that was the triple feature. Then we got a quadruple feature that we're doing on the 19th. Dismember the Alamo. And we got another Monday mystery movie night in October where we on show. October 21st. <laughs> thank you. Where we show a live movie and record a live podcast. It's our Halloween edition. And so we just did Bill and Ted's bogus journey. And I'm really disappointed. I missed that because that's one of my favorite films. Station! <laughs> it, it really was great because it played interestingly, which I thought it would. I never knew they were bogus journey non-believers there's a lot of people out there that are not that a lot of people that forget yeah completely forget that there is a sequel to bill and ted's excellent adventure which is one of my top 10 films of all time excellent adventure yeah are you anxious i've been to the screening that you guys hosted of bill and ted's recently yeah Yeah. Yeah. a couple years ago maybe yeah are you anxious for uh, bill and ted face the music i can't wait It'll be strange, but uh, I think they're going to, I mean, the original people are involved, so yeah. I think it's going to be good. And Samara, Samara Weaving, Weaving, yes. She's fantastic. 
She plays uh, Ted's daughter. I yeah. So. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's good. I mean, hoping. Death is back. Right. Uh, the right. the dads are back. At least uh, Ted's dad is back. So I think it's going to be good. They got I the mean, band back you can't together. Can't go wrong with uh, what you were saying. The Keanu sons. Yes. Uh, you can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. He's on a roll. He, um, he is, and I'm going to go in with lowered expectations. So right. I'm hoping then they can just sail right over him. You know, and I just want to go. I go. And this is what's weird. Just in, in current cinema, there seems to be this like thing of people just looking to be upset by something. And I go in every movie wanting to be entertained. Yeah. Like every horror movie, Entertain I go in, me. I want to be scared and I want to be, I want to have fun. So it just always blows my mind when people are like, just can't wait go to nitpick in on and, things. Or they just go in to shit on it. You know what I'm saying? Why are you wasting your money going in so, hating things before you even see it? I am, you know? I am ready for, I am ready to face the music. Take that shit Jazz. elsewhere. Some of the other screenings that I've been to that you guys have hosted, uh, me and uh, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, who is at the Alamo almost as much as you guys are at the (laughs) Alamo. We went to the Rambo Marathon recently, which was a great day. I was so shocked how well that, (laughs) how the marathon went. Not because I didn't, don't enjoy the films. I love them, but it really was interesting because when you get to like go through a series like that, a whole series retrospective, because it starts seriously. Like First Blood is oh, a, yeah. it's a, it's a movie. It's, yeah. it's a film, yeah. Then the next two films <laughs> got exponentially cartoonier. Yeah. And then we transitioned to 2008's Rambo, <laughs> which is just crazy violent, man. When you cut a person in half with the machine gun, this that's grand granole of films. And then we closed with the newest last That was blood. crazy. When he got that dude's thing, a bone out of his neck and just go, and then and <laughs> I don't know if it was the culmination of five Rambo films. <laughs> films but and i don't want to spoil anything but there's a moment at the very end where rambo uncle john performs a mortal Kombat fatality Yo, it's and the entire audience applauded and yeah. cheered yeah. Uh-huh. it was incredible and it made the marathon worth every oh, that moment tunnel siege was rad he went full john wick on him man. oh yeah it was totally it was, it was like it was like Sly Sloan was like, I want to make one of these John Wick movies. <laughs> From John Rambo to yeah. John Wick. <laughs> it totally hey, yo, every little, dog. He, you can totally. Well, and we did a, a John Wick marathon as well. I went to that too. Yeah. Wasn't that rad? Yeah, it was great. That was amazing. And now well, that was only three films, yeah. granted. But, you know, back in the day, you have to understand action films and most films in general were, we're about 90 minutes. That's it. That's the, the canon runtime. Nowadays. That's why that Rambo, the, the 2008 Rambo was so good. That was such a short, mm-hmm. great movie. It didn't go on too long nope. and it fit right in. And uh, Lean and Mean came yeah, in, totally, got the job totally. done and then bounced. Like Rambo. Like Rambo. Also uh, recently attended your Enter the Dragon showing, which was great. Your tribute to Burt Reynolds, uh, the Smokey and the Bandit, where we had the candlelight vigil. Yeah. That was great. That was a couple years ago. That, or was that last year? That no, was that last was just year. last year yeah. when he passed. Mm-hmm. That, w- that was one. And listen, we, I, I cry at the drop of a hat, but there are certain people when they pass, man, and Burt Reynolds passing hurt because I don't know. There's a certain subset of people that I'm sure even your listeners see him as that old weird guy or <laughs> it's funny that maybe Norm Macdonald did right. or <laughs> you don't understand how transcendent he was He's in the, the number late one 70s. star in America in the world. Yeah. He was most like, famous mustache besides Sam Elliott. Yeah. Famous mustaches out there. Well, we, the, be, the best mustache this side of Sam Elliott. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Well, and we even had a chance. We, uh, for Monday mystery movie night, we, uh, screened the cannonball run. Oh Yeah. And that was another one. I was anxious to see how a modern crowd would react to it because a lot of the films we screen yeah. 
you know, the 1980s, another time. Another place. But we have such <laughs> rose-colored glasses on a lot of movies, especially the ones that we haven't seen in a long time. And that's what makes every show kind of like, not baited breath, but ones that we haven't seen. We're like, oh, let's hope everybody likes it. You know, so far we haven't run into the ones where everybody's like, oh man, boo, you know, at the ones that we've picked. But like, <laughs> we'll get <laughs> to that. We'll get to later. that. But like, no, it, it's always apprehensive when we're showing this. Like one of the ones that I was scared of was born in East LA because I love that movie and I think it still holds up, but it plays, I thought it would play differently yeah. than it would back in the 80s. But ironically, it plays just the same. Really? And oh, it's yeah. still prescient and still funny yeah. and still like has a lot of things to say. What about when you showed Back to the Beach, which was one of my favorite movies that as a kid? That was amazing. Did people like it? Yes, they yes. did. <laughs> General consensus was good. Good. And they knew how to I mean, scoff. They did know how to scoff. We had that on VHS and we watched it. Me and my little sister, we watched it every day, maybe three times in the summertime. We would watch that VHS and we wore it out. We like memorize that movie top to bottom. It's such a weird movie to remember, but we it, loved it. It's like a family joke. Like lines from that movie are like a family joke. Do, do you ever go flying and then stand up? My woozy, woozy, baby, wavy. And then <laughs> everybody just vomit. Every time it, it storms out or there's a, uh, uh, or we're at the beach. <laughs> we're like, look, it's the humonga cowabunga from, <laughs> from down, down under. under. <laughs> And, and every time we go to a pier, my sister's like, I re if I recall one summer, you lived under a pier. Like every line from that movie is a family joke. And so. the beauty of things like that is films like that become kind of almost like a litmus test. And that vernacular, that short term of, hey, we are in the same, we speak the same language. You uh -huh. like the same kind of movies where it's such an imprint on you that you're remembering that. Like you remember that, but I guarantee you there's some life-saving information that it right. booted out. You might have took yeah. a CPR class back in the day and it's gone. <laughs> All I'm waiting for is Pee Wee Herman on a surfboard to come through this chili place. And I'm like, the bird is the word. And just like. All right. I've got some movie questions for you guys. You don't have, you can go into detail if you want to, but. Oh, um, we never go into detail. No sidetracks. <laughs> All right. So you guys host a lot of 80s action movies. Would you say 80s or 70s or 80s action is your favorite genre? Or would you going to go with horror or maybe sci-fi? What's. I mean, because the screenings I go to that you guys host are a lot of these action movies like Commando, Predator, the Bruce Lee stuff. What's your favorite genre? For me, it's because, and again, I'm, it's because I grew up into, a, into this era. I saw these films at an age I probably shouldn't have, but 80s action for me all the way. Because like in the 80s, things were bigger, the hair was bigger, the cars were bigger, the action was bigger. The bazookas. Extremely and bigger. Schwarzenegger and Stallone, they were action figures on the big screen. They looked like, you know, my G.I. Joe figures, my He-Man figures. And those are other films also that play, I think, differently today. When you watch Commando, oh my and gosh. we watched it recently, we actually recorded a commentary uh -huh. track on it. <laughs> Steel drums and all. <laughs> but there are moments where Dustin, our friend was Dustin, was calling out these Herculean feats of strength that Schwarzenegger's uh, <laughs> character goes throughout. And it's unreal. The because it's trials. Just, It's next level. You're like, this is not a human being. As opposed to the more modern action films now, which tend to be a little bit more realistic. Yeah. They're still fun, but man, 80s for me all the way. Not yeah. me. My genre is horror. You're horror, horror okay. all the way. And I think because I don't like to narrow things down to one or two things. And horror as a genre has a little bit of everything yeah. that I like. You have horror comedy, horror action, horror sci-fi, horror drama, horror everything, but all with that 
tinge of horror. And that's what I've always gravitated to. I love action movies from the 80s and all the other ones, even fucking rom-coms of today. But there's something about a good horror movie that you just can't be. No matter what you're feeling, no matter what flavor you're in the mood for, horror's got you covered on that. And that's why that's my genre. Okay, this is one I've asked some film guests we've had in the past. Most overrated film of all time? <laughs> Most underrated film of all time. I'll go over the most overrated film of all time. Anything Ari Aster puts out is the most oh, overrated thing oh of no. all time. Oh, Hereditary. No. Yeesh. Not a Yeesh. fan? Yeesh. Yeesh. <laughs> what about Midsummer? God. Okay, so <laughs> I liked Midsummer a little bit better than Hereditary, but I like getting the hit in the head with the telephone pole better than like Hereditary. <laughs> okay. Like Hereditary to me was hot trash, whilst Midsummer was slight office waste. Okay. Garbage, just okay. different levels of garbage. And see, I we always say defend your answer, so I'm going to defend because I bet you I got some, Arias is brilliant, he's the next one. I don't know. I don't like his direction. I don't like his storytelling. And so it's not like, oh, that movie I didn't get. I got it. I just didn't like what I got. Yeah. So I think it's way overrated. Any movie that comes out now that says it's the scariest movie of all time instantly puts me like in like, you got a lot to prove, Mo. Right. So, yeah, that's overrated for me. I can't go overrated because I am always of the opinion, if you like something and if a lot of people enjoy it, if you enjoy it, that's cool. But I will say underrated for me is a little film that we champion, and it's it's a weird movie, and it totally stems from another time. Another place. But Walter Hill's Streets of Fire that to movie me. Is I was going to ask you about that. Oh, Great okay. soundtrack, too. Oh, a glorious yeah. soundtrack. But it's a movie that is so bizarre, so weird, that could only exist in the 1980s. And there's nothing wrong with going nowhere. Not at as all. As long as you're going nowhere fast. <laughs> it's one of those films that plays wonderfully with a small crowd, but wonderfully with a big, large crowd, just because you hear the people reacting going, wait, what? Is it true that it was supposed to be a sequel to Warriors? Does it take place in the same universe? Is there a Warriors universe? Is there a Walter Hill-verse? I think there's a There is a Walter <laughs> Hill universe because a lot of people go to Torchies. Torchies does show up quite a and bit. And there's really. a lot of the connectivity, even like in uh, Walter Hill's Bullet to the Head, the bus that the uh, one gang was in is in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also technically Streets of Fire was supposed to have a sequel. You were supposed to get further the adventures, adventures of, of Tom Cody, uh, much like Buckaroo Banzai. These promised Remo sequels. Williams. Oh, man, Williams. Still waiting on those two sequels. I and you know what? We live in a day and age now where we're getting like, OK, imagine. Oh, my God. Let's get these, Ted three. Yeah. Fred Ward. He can still do it. Remo Williams. <laughs> He's totally still going to do it. You can. I don't know. I don't know if the walker can go through the cement like like he can. But <laughs> I'll be honest. As long as we don't use yellow face again, we're fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. That was problematic. <laughs> this might be hard. All time favorite actor. All time favorite director. For me, director, I'm just going to go a very easy answer. John Carpenter. It's low hanging fruit. But it's delicious fruit. Agreed. He gets he gets your all time great horror, all time great actioneer, and an all time great sci fi romance film in Starman. Mm -hmm. Which having I, watched that recently, you know what? I did not know he directed that. See, exactly. exactly. Nobody knows that John. That's a John Carpenter champ. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, give me some John Carpenter. Oh, Escape from New York. They live Halloween. And I'm like Starman. He didn't direct that. That and I guess the Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh. But 
Okay. You've hosted They Live before mm-hmm. at Alamo. I think I've been to two of those screenings of They Live. <laughs> it's just a great time. It's 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 a wonderful time to see They Live on the big screen. And you talk about another film, oddly prescient, that plays better in 2019 yeah, than it did in totally, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, favorite actor? You now see favorite actor is not my favorite crush worthy actor, because then I'm gonna go Swayze, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Although, what about I, you know, Burt Reynolds? You're a big Burt fan. Oh, are you kidding? He's the man that gave the hairy chest a good name. That's. <laughs> I have seen every movie Gene Wilder has been in. Okay. I think Gene Wilder, maybe Tim Curry might be it for me. Okay. You know what? Jennifer Jason Lee. All right. Solid actor. Any genre you put her in, it's phenomenal. She, she was in the film it. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can, yes, yeah. literally. <laughs> okay. This is kind of a controversial one here. Um, <laughs> What movie do you think could have been made better with tacos in it? There's not a lot of tacos in movies. Well, you ever notice that? I mean, there's a lot of burrito movies, but there's not a lot of taco movies. That scene in um, Cool Hand Luke when Paul Newman's eating the eggs would have been cooler if he was eating tacos. <laughs> yeah. At the end of uh, Avengers, instead of shawarma, tacos. Tacos, yeah. Um, Why do they always go with something? Right. Like, they could just as easily go with tacos. Tacos, it's universal. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, love is the universal language. Taco Taco's is the universal, universal language. Our, our theory is that it, it's a hard thing to bring to the set because they get cold and they might, and the, the shells might break. It's just a hard thing to have sit there on the, uh, while they're filming, you know? That's why you get one of those um, chafing dishes. Yeah, yeah. but you t- I think there's, there's value though in something that's been sitting out, allowed to, to sit and set for a while. I've eaten yeah. cold tacos. Yeah, yeah, that's true. See, that's- especially crunchy ones because then they turn into soft tacos. So What's the scene? It's the scene it in, what is it, Three Amigos where Chevy Chase is eating the burrito and is, or is that a taco and all the stuff falls it's out? It's all falls out. It's a taco, yeah. That's the only movie I can think of. Okay, so in the burbs, taco instead, instead of, of a sardine. sardine. That would work really well. But then, then it wouldn't be so sinister because like, oh, these clove packs ain't so bad. They're giving out tacos. That's how they get you. That's true. Well, I just think Hollywood needs more taco representation in their films. Well, and again, again, representation does matter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everyone loves tacos. Yeah. So why don't you get like, we got an emoji movie. Why not the taco movie? Oh, you know what movie? They just had tacos in it. Uh, Avengers um, Endgame. Endgame. That's right. Very that prominently. Was a great scene. Yeah, it was. And I think they're coming out it's with an action figure of Hulk with the, ta- the tacos. The tacos? Yeah. So a taco accessory? Yeah. Okay. That's great. Then we then ta- it's made it. That's mm-hmm. it. Come on, Marvel now. gets it. It's, DC just right? doesn't get it. Nope. See, <laughs> they're trying to put out like batarangs and like costumes and shit. You just need like, you know, make uh you Make need, Batman give Superman like a seven-layer burrito. Make the Batmobile a taco truck. Why? Why? Right? Brilliant. Right? Yeah. Someone Real thought joke. so. And then yeah. the, you know he'll be Taco Man. And instead of batterings, it's tacos. He's got the Taco Belt, and like in one pocket's lettuce, the other one's tomatoes, the other one like like powdered toast man for tacos. There you go. All right. So here on Taco the Town, I like to get my guests taco history. What are your guys' taco history? Do you have, did you grow up eating tacos? Do you come from a taco eating family? I'm Mexican, so day one. <laughs> <laughs> never make assumptions. Never make assumptions, you know. Oh, I ain't no assumption about it. I'm I love me some tacos ever since I was little. I mean, like I have yet to find no offense to all the other taco joints, but I'm yet to find my mom's tacos. So I grew up Initially, not necessarily a big taco person, but my dad, when we would go out and eat fast food, my mom and I would always go to McDonald's. My dad was more of a health food nut. So for some reason, he thought Taco Bell was healthier. But Taco Bell back in the day had, and I don't know if you guys remember it, there was the Taco Light and the Taco Bell Grande. I remember the Taco Bell Grande. I think I just pushed the light light. out of my mind because it's light. It was supposed to be their healthy option. Did it have sour cream in it? It had sour cream and it had that... 
like pale crunchy shell which was always off settling yeah 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 i remember that now it looked yeah. like it had flaky skin like it oh like when my dad <laughs> ate it it weirded me out so i was never like no it took me because of that it took me a while but my family though would also put together they did these things called all day tacos and what it was is they would just simmer taco meat all day but they would add and this is weird because i'm not a fan of peas but there were peas and the all-day tacos. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so again, and it was a but the topper was back in the day. Do you guys remember the actual powdered cheddar cheese that you could get? Oh, hell yeah. The, yeah. That doesn't exist anymore? No, and it came in the thing that looked like the um, Parmesan cheese. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it looked like radioactive stuff mm, on you. It was, it was a, And that's what it scented everything with, and that's what we got. It was freaking incredible. And it's just, it's a shame that that doesn't exist anymore because... I've tried to recreate the all-day tacos, but that's the kind of stuff they put on the Inatub tacos. You guys fans yeah. of Inatub? Yeah, that's yeah, true. I have yeah. yet to see. Here's the thing: I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't get to oh, man. enjoy well, all the other stuff. Nothing. I just want to make a caveat to my previous taco statement. <laughs> like when we grew up eating tacos, not the crunchy kind. It was always like you know, almost burrito, soft taco esque. But anything Cilantro, can be a taco. Onion. Yeah, hot dog tacos. You ever had those? They're delicious. What you do is you um, get some potatoes. And like you kind of fry them up just a little bit, cut them up with hot dogs, put a little bit of egg in it, put it in a tortilla. Breakfast of champions right there. Sounds great. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. (laughs) So what are some of your favorite taco spots in KC that you hit up frequently? Bonito Michoacan. Not not the one in Olathe. The one in KCK. On Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. That's in my top three. Yep. Mine too. Tacos El Guerrero down the plot because that one is in my neighborhood it's in the northeast yep yeah and i never knew it existed until one night i was coming home from crypticon kansas city the horror convention here back when it was in kansas city not yeah. joe but is I that was, when it was in the hotel that they've yes. yes. since they blew the up by the airport they yeah the one they destroyed <laughs> they, like it got rampaged yeah <laughs> they, you know what Hoo-wee. <laughs> it was it was it was bad towards the end. They they tore down the place, but the memories will always remain. <laughs> the ghosts remain. Shit, the stains remain. I heard Some, that was like a mob joint back in the day. It was like a mafia hangout. Possibly. I, yeah. I wouldn't possibly. be surprised. My neighborhood actually has some of the old Italian homes that you can find some like hidden passageways and like Whoa. little like underground. Like, yes, the little yeah. uh, side hatches and stuff. You got speakeasies in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know the knock, right? Well, I guess police officers love tacos El Huero. They stop there all the time. It's one of their favorite stops on like cuz it's open pretty late, isn't it? Yes, yeah. and that's and it was like midnight and when I drove by there was a line down the street. And yeah. I was like, the joint where you just stand up outside. Yeah. Yep. And they've got salsa in the street. They have in the, the street tub. salsa so good. in a tub. Yeah. Just sitting there on the sidewalk. And it's good. It's the yeah. avocado hot sauce yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, mm. no. That's my, like, for that a place sada, is tasty. What's funny is once I find, like, my taco and my meat, I very rarely shift from there because there's certain places I'll go and I'll get, like, you know, a pastor. Certain places I'll only get a sada. Certain places I'll get, like, the barbacoa. And I'll just stay with that. I tried this new taco joint the other day. It's dope. Uh, What's it called? Tacos El Sobrino. Oh, yeah. That place is slick. I was like, this is pretty damn tasty. Well, and That's like, in KCK, right? Yes. Yep. Well, like clockwork, they will always get kind of a group text on Friday. You guys want to go down get for tacos? tacos. <laughs> and as you know, sometimes I'm good, but I know like clockwork, you guys will always be doing it. Friday's taco day. Well, every week here on the show, I like to check the taco news stories of the week. You guys want to check the taco ticket? Yeah, let's me? talk. All right. Let's taco check out the talk to talk <laughs> points. All right, let's do it. Mm, yeah. <laughs>
So taco ticker story number one today is National Taco Day. Woo-hoo. These are some places in across the nation that are offering freebies today or cheap tacos. Chronic tacos, which we don't have here. Chronic tacos? Yeah. Is that like infused? I had it. Maybe. I had it down in uh, Alabama. It was pretty good. It was mm. kind of like a Chipotle type place. Ah. I think that's a good business plan. Like, you know, infuse your tacos with CBD. marijuana or something because yeah. then you get the munchies and you just eat more tacos yeah. and it's a great vicious cycle. We've been talking about that. We need some CBD tacos. CBT. CBT. <laughs> Chewies, which... We have some Chewy's locations. In There's here. one on the plaza, I yeah. believe. Ooh, fancy tacos. Fuzzy's Taco Shop has specials. Jack in the Box, which they always have like two tacos for a dollar or like. something. Taco Bell has a lot of specials. Taco Time, which is in the Northwest, Pacific Northwest. And then a place called Tijuana Flats, which I've never heard of. I guess they have some specials today. Man, Taco Bell. I used to work at Taco Bell. That was my very first job. My very first job. Do you have any behind the scenes Taco Bell stories you yeah, can tell us? Yeah, it's gross. So the meat... <laughs> You know how they're like, oh, the meat just comes out and it's like this paste. That's kind of it, it comes out of a tube, right? Isn't yeah, that a it comes meat out of tube? a big. It comes out of a big bag. Okay, oh. it comes out of this big bag and you cut it and then you just drop the bag into the heater and it like uncongeals oh, and it no. turns into the taco meat. Also, if I don't you're know getting, if I want you to ruin this for me. This is, yeah, this is <laughs> totally killing the experience. Also, if you're getting something like like smelted or steamed or something, don't get sour cream on it because if you put the sour cream in the steamer, it instantly turns the sour cream bad, but you can't taste it. Whoa, no way. Chemistry, I like that. Science. Be careful. Well, I've got a Taco Bell story here for you. (laughs) Good segue. Uh, Taco ticker story number two. Taco Bell is making a giant vat of nachos available for less than $8. If you're having a ton of people over, there are a few crowd-pleasing dishes you can make, but let's be honest, nothing will make people as happy as a giant vat of nachos will. Lucky for you, Taco Bell has announced this week that it is testing out a nacho party pack, which is essentially that, a vat of nachos. The giant box of nachos is the largest the chain has ever released or offered. In case you need a refresher on the concept of nachos, it's made up of a bed of chips, refried beans, seasoned beef, nacho cheese, reduced fat, sour cream, pico de gallo, guacamole, and jalapenos on top. I didn't know Taco Bell offered jalapenos. The jalapeno is news to me. Yeah. I don't like that idea. You know why? Because here's the thing. I like the idea of a vat of nachos. Okay. I like that. I love that idea. A big old vat of it. But when you eat nachos, that's a very personal experience. You get your hands all up in it and you do that. Now, if you're like 100 tacos for $100, you know, if you're going to like do the Doctor Who marathon, then maybe a vat for a personal vat of nachos would be okay. But for a party, I think that's a bad idea. Just think how bad the nachos on the bottom are going to be. All soggy and shit. (laughs) It's just like this big gloppy mess. Yeah. Yeah, communal nachos. Because at the bottom, at the bottom of the nacho belgranis, you still have to like get extra chips or something to get the to slop off. There's a science to making good nachos. You got to layer it. You got to layer the yeah, nacho. And everything's going to by the time you get to the bottom, it's going to be all soggy. Everybody's hands are going to be up in it. You're going to get like hepatitis T. Yeah, it says it's seven ninety nine. And it's only available right now in Birmingham, well, Alabama. For seven ninety, oh, <laughs> it can't very regional. <laughs> Well, for $7.99, it can't be that big. I'm thinking a table worth of... Yeah, I need to see this vat. Right, how big of a vat? Like a a big drum. I'm sure you're going to fall into it become a Batman villain. Exactly. Exactly. It sounds wasteful to me. It's... Sounds like too much nacho chip action. And and this isn't, you know, modern America. Come on now. We also got to (laughs) figure out what's the ratio like. Is it a good chip to ingredient ratio? Because you don't want to wind up with like 
half of the vat left over and all your chips gone, you know? Right. Sounds like a lot of waste. I feel like people are going to get halfway through it and then throw the rest of it away, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, you say you're going to save the nachos, but they just don't save well. There's not a good shelf life with those bad boys. No, you can... You can heat up cheese, you can heat up chips, but you can't heat up chips and cheese. Is there a company making nacho vats? And can I buy one of these nacho vats for home if well, I wanted to make these? It at better home? be one of those chemical blue drums that's that what from I'm breaking bad and shit. It's got <laughs> that's like what those, I'm It's got that butterfly symbol on it, but it's like nacho <laughs> cheese and oh. it's a Taco Bell bell. <laughs> <laughs> All restaurants are Taco Bell. <laughs> taco ticker story number three. This is from Tempe, Arizona. There's a pop-up taco museum that's been touring the country. It's called Tacotopia. This is not associated with the Tacotopia Festival that was in uh, Topeka this year. It's an eight-week stop in the Tempe Marketplace from September 20th to November 24th. It's a taco museum and festival which has a variety of interactive exhibits and over 30 spaces with larger-than-life installations. Some of the exhibits include taco-themed rooms, riding a mechanical taco, which come on, guys. That's the dream right there. That is the dream. That's why I'm reading this article. Riding a mechanical taco sounds like something to do on National Taco Day. Jumping in a guacamole pit Ooh. and swinging on a lime wedge the, don't the, dream it i'll just this sit is, in that of guacamole all this uh, is creating is a bunch of fetishes okay uh, that is all this is doing. i know let me write this down shit guacamole that extra double stuff do, do you remember the movie urban cowboy yes. and it was all built around riding the mechanical bull right can we do a modern urban cowboy with the taco? All I know is that sounds extremely so. dope with all the museums and exhibits and shit. But now I'm just picturing like it sounds way better than it is. You go up there and it's like Jan Hooks from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> and this is an Adobe where they make tortillas. <laughs> Guacamole. Can you say tortillas? <laughs> tortillas. There's no basement at the Tacotopia. <laughs> That's exactly it. <laughs> There's a silent disco called Party Like a Guac Star. You guys have been to a silent disco? I'm just I thinking have. of that meme that's out right now where it's the guys in their backyard dancing to it's the silent disco. weird. Silent discos? I don't like them. Oh, there's an upside down taqueria. Like stranger tacos? Yeah. People are hanging from the ceiling. How do you eat tacos hanging from a ceiling? Like this? Without the ingredients falling out. Yeah, because basically you got to turn your head you anyway. Turn your head. So you okay. don't even have to turn your head. You just sit there like, ah, eat the taco. This sounds amazing. Yeah, I hope does. this comes to KC. Mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to, because now I'm just imagining like traveling with them throughout and like. Do they have a taco mobile? Like the wiener mobile? Like the shenanigans like that go on behind everything. Because yeah. tacos. Oh, let's the taco. Uh, well, we, we talk about like carnies in a bad sense and the traveling and I can again imagine that that crew that is put together. I'm sorry, just imagine. I'm thinking about cleaning out the guacamole. Uh, yeah, uh, the guacamole if- hot tub that they talked where you can jump into it. Who wants that job? Well, and it just Man, not even cleaning out. Okay, no, it's not even cleaning out the hot tub. It's cleaning out yourself, you know, because you're gonna get like all that yeah. guacamole in different nooks and crannies. And if it's that chunky shit, you're gonna want to. You're gonna get an onion where you don't want an onion. It's gonna be there for a while. It's not a natural exfoliant. Ma- I just right. make sure you don't got any cuts or anything because you got that lime juice up in there. It says tickets are twenty five dollars for adults, thirty five for VIP, twenty for students. Is and it that's good pricing eat? to ride a, a talk a mechanical taco. So what does taco. VIP consist of then? Is the question. <laughs> and why isn't it VIT like very important right, taco? V- very yeah. very important taco. Ugh. 
It's a seven. Oh, it's only a seven city North American tour. It's already made stops in Santa Monica and Austin. Man, maybe it's coming this way. Hopefully. If you're out there, attend it because then they'll have more people. They'll know there's a need and then it will make its way to Mm -hmm. Kansas City. And then I got pictures of that walk that's. I got to do all this. Yes. This is like a moral imperative. I got to ride the top mechanical taco. I want to jump from the mechanical taco into the guacamole vat, then get in the upside down and then I'll be drinking roller coaster. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of like mousetrap. Yeah. You got to go through it. It would be rad if like you're going up the taco thing, but then it's like, (laughs) from the prices, right? But like with mariachi music because tacos and then you just, just fall into the vat of guacamole. Oh, that sounds amazing. I can't it's even It's sounding sl- better and better the more we talk oh, about it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm afraid you're really building it up here. See, that's well. the thing. It's like, uh, what a bummer it would be if you got there and the mechanical it, taco was broken down. Like when you go to Disneyland yeah. and you really, really want to ride the Haunted Mansion. Like, Haunted yeah. Mansion is broken down. Oh, that's some bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I'd like ask Wally for, World, yeah. Yeah, that's for my tacos back. Taco out front should have told you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. The uh, guacamole pit <laughs> is out of commission today. We had a kid take a dump in the guacamole pit. Somebody oh, punched the guy. You know that's going to happen. Do they got taco mascots and gotta, stuff? Gotta be. I'm Timmy the Taco. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's terrifying. All right. Thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me. We'll be right back after this break. Hi, folks. It's me, Captain Lotus Pool, half horse, half human. And I'm here to tell you that the good old delicious goodness that you enjoyed in your first bite of Lotus Pool Records LLC is still in every album we sell, even 27 years after we started the dang label. Hell, we've only gotten more delicious now that we've got the whole Zoom catalog and artists like Heidi Lynn Gluck. And don't forget classics like Panel Donors, Lobedom, and Global. Right up there on the shelf next to Bully Pulpit's Pop Delight, Bylaws. Or are those Sun Eaters boys, sly little monsters? Their latest is blazing across the country on independent radio and even sits on the top 30 albums on the Relics Jam Band chart. Oh well, I guess I'm just here to say that we love you. And we'd love it if you could put us on your playlist, recommend us to your friends, and buy a little merch from the lotuspool.com store. Whatever you do, please take a listen to Lotus Pool new and old. The music is timeless, and we love having you a part of our little family. Night, y'all. All right, this is Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, you're the place I love. This is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. We're here on National Taco Day. How's everybody's National Taco Day going so far? Are you guys good? Phenomenal at Fine this point. like sour candy. <laughs> All right, so here's my Casey cup. I've got Casey topics in here. You guys want to pull a topic? Greg, right. I'll let you go first. I went to the top here, but it is Casey neighborhoods everyone should visit. Oh, yeah. Casey neighborhoods. We kind of discussed one. The Northeast. Yep. The historic Northeast. And I'll, I'll even put mine on the, the map here. Uh, Pendleton Heights. Oh, where's that? I have been. It is. So it's just east of the city market. We're right off of Independence Boulevard, which don't let that scare you because... I have been living there for 12 years now, and it is my favorite neighborhood. It is super diverse. Um, I've got, like, my neighbor is Vietnamese. He is awesome. His name is Bang. And I know everyone in my neighborhood enough that I've got his number. So on my phone, it says Bang Neighbor. Now, of course, that's not what it seems to be. 
but it's so cool because that's further down the context. Exactly. Down that's the under context neighbor bang. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. But like, I, it's truly, we're talking off mic. We both grew up in Stanley, Kansas, yep. which no longer exists. But when I was growing up in Stanley, I knew all my neighbors. Now that was back in the day where you could actually keep your doors open and everything unlocked. But in my neighborhood, I know so many of my neighbors that it's a neighborhood. It's wonderful. And it's one of those great places where if you're looking for a place to live, Pendleton Heights is awesome in the Kansas City area. I'll tell you where there's a cool place, and it's on the Kansas side. I think more people should go to the Kansas side because there's some cool shit. But Strawberry Hill is rad. Yeah. Strawberry, Strawberry Hill, Hill is slick. There is so many cool things down in that little area, deep down over there by Central and all that. Yeah, that was my old stomping ground back in the day. There's some cool uh, hole in the walls over there yeah. too. Uh, like there's uh, uh, Fat Matt Vortex down in yeah, there. Yeah, what is that place? Okay, so the it's Vortex. A, yeah. So it's a bar, but it used to be a mortuary, and they still have the crematorium down in the basement. And apparently, it's haunted as shit. I bet. And so I've been there in Halloween. Is that why they, they call tours. it the Vortex? Is mm -hmm. there weird stuff mm -hmm. that goes on there? Yeah. Um, they also have the 409 Club, I believe, which is, or 403. 403. 403. The pinball Club. Yeah, yeah, the Pinball Club. That place yeah. is cool, that too. That place is great. That place is super cool. And they'll just be making hot dogs, cooking hot dogs outside. And yeah, food trucks yeah. rolling around, yeah. having everybody a good time. I think the diet, there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, around great that tacos area. tacos over there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Some of I the best tacos in KC are on KCK mm -hmm. side. I think that area right there on the Kansas side is the next big thing to get big. All right, genius. I'll have you pull a topic here. Okay. Pull a good one, man. Pull a good one. But yeah, Pendleton Heights, it's rad, you guys. I'm telling you. Favorite new Casey restaurant trends. Fusion. I like fusion. Fusion of? Different ethnic culture foods. Okay. You know, like. Do you have a favorite fusion place? Um, Ifo Tower was slick. Like, Ifo Tower, Ifo which is Tower. one of the best names of a place in Casey yeah, right like, now. Which had a location right down the street from Pendleton Heights. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I like when you can take two different combinations and add them together, you know, like um, Chinese and Mexican or like um, Mediterranean and barbecue, you know. So like when you can put those two together to make such unique combos, I think that's cool. It seems like a lot of hubris to me, though. Sometimes certain combinations aren't meant to come together, man. Like we all can't be Cronenberg. Sometimes it works. But sometimes. Don't dream it be. <laughs> But of course, when it does, when it does hit, it's pretty spectacular. Do you have a favorite place to eat in KC, Greg? See, I am such a, such a shut in at this point. It's like, whichever <laughs> one has the best uh, carry out. Pizza I, Ranch. Pizza Ranch. I love Pizza Ranch. You guys spend a lot of time at Alamo. What's your go-to on the Alamo menu? Fried egg BLT. Same, same. Second only into uh, the next one up would be the jerk chicken sandwich. That is gold. But the fried egg BLT. Oh, that's a good sandwich right there. What about the basement at the Alamo? I hear it's super haunted and it used to have elephants in it and like a petting zoo for kids when it first opened in like the 1908. Way back in the day, yeah. but it's, it's pretty big down in the, ba in the Alamo yeah. basement. But and, it, and it's creepy as shit. I bet. But it's all industrial now oh, and all really? like exposed bricks and like piping. So they've added like hallways and stuff. It's not wide open no, anymore. not anymore. But there's still areas in the Alamo, even outside of the basement, up in the like, especially in the upstairs area, that is still legit creepy. What I love with the Draft House, with Screenland, is it's created this like haven and this really cool film community where just like-minded film nerds get to come together and really celebrate all of the films and seeing it on the big screen makes a difference. AMC is cool and all, 
but like they don't really enforce their no talking and text policy. As soon as Alamo took over, that place got so much better with bringing the food and the no talking enforcement. Yes. I mean, when it was AMC, they didn't really know what they were doing with that place. Yeah. But when Alamo took it over, it's been amazing. And that's the one thing that I think has driven people away from the theater is the people talking and just lack of theater etiquette. And that's one thing we'll always say at like Screenland, you know, cinema is sacred to us. And we love reactions, but we hate conversations. Right. Like, if you want to converse at home, that's totally cool. But, but when if you you're watch the, theater, the movie, shut the fuck up and watch the movie. <laughs> the only time There's I've ever gotten a, a warning at Alamo was when me and executive producer Chris Garibaldi saw The Revenant after very, very, very many beers. I think it was after a Chiefs playoff <laughs> game. And we said, let's go see The Revenant. And we were having the greatest time of our lives. And because I it was my first time seeing yeah. it. And we got a warning card oh, no. from somebody. <laughs> Said we were being too loud. I think we were just laughing our butts off at making bear noises. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So our tacos just arrived. Yes. These look good. Let's uh, let's put these tacos to the test. What do you say? Let's All do right. it. All right. Let's get some good crunch noises on on the mic there. Yeah. My apologies to anyone that did listen to our burbs episode when we did partake in sardines up in the fr uh, the mic. So oh, this wow. is kind of the uh, the exact opposite here. All right, genius. Uh, you you're halfway through one. What's what's your first thoughts on the tacos here at uh, at uh, Dixon's? It's pretty good. Not bad. Comforting. Mm -hmm. These are these are. I I always call these gringo tacos or suburban mom tacos. Mm -hmm. These are the kind your mom made. Yeah, these mm -hmm. are the crunchy shell. Lots of cheese on mine. Yes. Lots of lettuce and beef. Pretty very simple. I like it when you get no a lot of the roughage. Mine. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's your kind of roughage is the cheese, actually. Right? <laughs> that's the rough roughage. That is truly. <laughs> but I like the presentation here. It's mm -hmm. tacos in a tub. Mm -hmm. you, well, not that kind, not a vat, but a no, tub. In a basket. It's a basket. in a basket. It's one of those little cool old Red basket. baskets with the, paper, with the paper on it. And they, they give you a lot of taco sauce, too, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, and you, it's like you can pour it. And quite honestly, this is my favorite in the tub, in the basket with the little wrapper. They should have a vat of this. Because then stuff. you get to basically, you can use your fork if you'd like, or if you're feeling really much like Louis Lasser in Blood Rage, scoop it out with your hand and eat it raw, man. That is just good eating. Good oh my I gosh, mean, these are great. Mm -hmm. And look, they're they're not super huge either. No. You could, you, okay, so. Maybe we couldn't put down the 47. So here at Dixon's, they have all you can eat tacos, which is amazing. One of the best sentences ever created yeah, by me. Yeah, I know, man. right? That's like it should be like the beginning of the Bible. All you can eat tacos. I talked to the owner before we started the show, and she said they started the tacos in the 70s, and they were such a hit. They only had them one night, and it was a Wednesday night. They were such a hit. You know, they added them to the menu, and she said they sell ten to 14,000 tacos here a week. Oh, oh, my God. So the tacos at Dixon's are a hit. The, and these are the kind that you want to do on all you can eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're, like, they're not heavy. Exactly. And there are ways you can varietize. I don't think that's a word. But the eating experience, because if you're just doing, like, trying to do 47 of these over, you got to add a little variety to it. Oh, I wonder if you could bring in your own sauces, too. Maybe. That would be the question. Like, a good, again, yeah, the, nacho cheese. that's going to look, you got, you can't be conspicuous bringing in an entire vat. <laughs> right, you got to put it over your shirt. Hello, can I please have a booth? <laughs> it looks like they've just added chips and queso to the menu here at Dixon's, so that's nice. That's great. That actually is kind of perfect, but this is the this is like I said, this is the feel. Now is it forty seven individually? Yeah. So, the record here for the all you can eat tacos is forty seven tacos by one individual. Mm. And since you guys have to go host a show, 
tonight. I'm not going to make you do the 47 challenge. How many do you think you could get through? I think my mid-20s, my metabolism just stopped. <laughs> and I'm just fat. <laughs> <laughs> so I think nowadays, man, I could probably put down eight and feel okay without... I just I just can't do it the way I used to. I got to. a nose in me. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, eight, eight. It was probably as many as I could get. Well, if I was going, I, I wouldn't be able to do the forty-seven. I'm not a fan of the speed eating or, or yeah. eating. Oh, is there a, is there a time limit on it as not well? I don't think so. I don't. Think, no. <laughs> ain't nothing on that taco but gristle and fat. Exactly. <laughs> this actually, you know what, Dustin? Do you think he could put down forty-seven of these properly motivated genius? It'll take him a while, but yes, I'm sure. Like about at twenty-five. He'll be good to go till 25, but then, like, then you'd probably wean back a bit. But these are tasty tacos. I'm wondering, is it an all-day thing? Or is it under an hour? Or is it, like, hoppy hour? I think it's just in, like, one sitting. (laughs) If you had a day, you were feeling really hungry, Mm -hmm. just pull up to Dixon's and see if you can do it. Does this look like a man who's had all he can eat? (laughs) That better be me! (laughs) Oh, yeah, one thing on our show, there's always at least one Simpsons and one Always Sunny reference. So... We're done with these tacos. Me and Greg have one taco left. Genius, what's your... Gone. Long gone. Yours are all gone. What's your guys' final rating of these tacos? We do one out of five golden tacos, five being the best. What would you give the tacos here at Dixon's Chili? I'm going to give this a strong three and a half taco because it's it's not the street taco. It's not the... You're more of a street taco fan? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. But this is, this is good old-fashioned. Let's eat a lot of these tacos. Yeah, I'm going to go three. Okay. It's kind of like... Like, it's just a good old-fashioned taco. It's just a, you know, it's, it's nothing, like, revolutionary. The tacos aren't on fire or, like, got sparklers and shit on them. They're just your basic tacos, but they're pretty tasty. And I could devour them, like I said, about yeah. a dozen of them. Yeah, you could. These are the perfect kind of tacos. You could eat 20 mm-hmm. of them if you were in a contest or asked to eat 20. It wouldn't yeah, be a problem. To, if you had to eat them. <laughs> or if um, you want to, shit. They're tasty. Yeah, I'm going to go... I enjoy these tacos. They're delicious. I would go 3.7 out of 5 golden tacos. Super tasty. Nothing wrong with these tacos. We like these tacos, but there are some people who have had bad taco experiences here at Dixon's. This is the time of the show called Bad Reviews, Red, and a Funny Voice. Bad Reviews on Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Taco the Town. Greg, who do you have there? This is uh, Nick Nolte, a uh, very <laughs> angry Nick Nolte. All right. I hate this place. I know it's been here forever. Harry loved it, but chili doesn't taste like that anymore. My sister drove from Lawrence, Kansas. She hated it, too. Oh. And they charge for ketchup and onions and cheese. Dry ground beef on a plate is not chili. The owner can get mad as he wants. I don't care. One star. <laughs> wow. That guy had some serious uh, opinions on chili and what chili is. Chili Which- is everything. You guys <laughs> like tacos. I like chili. <laughs> Why do you think I sound like this? <laughs> Genius. Who Genius. Who you, <clears throat> what voice are you going to do? I think I'm going to go on. Okay. okay. I found a good one. What's the name of the person? Kyla. <laughs> Kyla. Kyla says, where is the no stars? Just walked in. I've never been there before. The table was dirty, and the blonde heavy waitress picked up a towel off the floor and proceeded to wipe the table off of it. Of course, we spoke up, and she gave us attitude, and she said she would totally rinse stuff. I don't know about you, but I really don't want the little floor with my meat. Totally gross. One star. <laughs> oh, wow. That is not best in life. 
No. Kyla. <laughs> Crush your tacos. <laughs> See them See eaten the, before you. In hand lamination of the jalapenos. Can you improv a little scene of what Arnold ordering tacos would sound like? Ah, yes, one taco. Two tacos. Bring them all. The tacos for everybody. More tacos. Get to my pump and soul. I eat these tacos. It feels like I'm coming. No, I'm coming no, over here. I'm coming no. over there. Tacos, tacos, tacos. That's, that's from Pumping Iron. Okay. If you don't know that reference. <laughs> you do need to preface that because that's gnarly without any context, my friends. That's the bad thing. I always forget. Not everybody's seen all the movies we have. Okay. Anyway. All right. So Dixon's chili. We're going to try some of this chili. Now we're done with the taco review. If you're looking for some tasty, crunchy, simple tacos, if you're looking to break the record of 47 tacos, I would highly recommend to check out Dixon's chili. They sell a lot of tacos here. So there's something amazing with these tacos. People love these tacos. Kansas city loves these all you can eat tacos. So if you're hungry for tacos and you want crunchy tacos, this is the place. Mm-hmm. Definitely come check it out. We'll be right back. We're going to try some of this chili. We'll be right back after this break. We interrupt this podcast for a BCC news break. Question for you. Do you like stories of high strangeness? Deep dives into the paranormal? Tells of the unexplained? Chats about Bigfoot, ghosts, UFOs, mysterious monsters, and creepy cryptids? Then you should be listening to the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, Michael and Bryce, along with producer Riley Bray, welcome a celebrity guest and together they delve into discussions of the unknown, hauntings, alien abductions, Sasquatch portals, lizard men, skinwalkers and Dover demons. Oh my. An attempt to uncover the secret to the universe's greatest unsolved phenomenon. Will their celebrity guests think it's a load of bollocks? Or will they believe it? You'll have to listen to find out. Only on Bigfoot Collectors Club, or BCC if you prefer. Look for it wherever you find your podcasts. BCC encourages its listeners to go get regressed. You never know what alien encounters lurk in your past. This has been a BCC news break. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. All right, so we're here at Dixon's Chili. We've got chili. We're going to do a quick chili review. Now, is this the first uh, chili review on the show? I think so. I've always said if I wasn't going to do Taco of the Town, I would do Chili Dogs of the Town because I love a good chili dog Absolutely. and I love a good bowl of chili. So I, I, I've heard some, some people don't like chili. What are your guys' thoughts on chili? Chili is fantastic. And like, chili, Especially this time of year. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because so you I, can't have chili. In, I mean, you can have chili in the summer. But it's not the same. I have a Sunday routine this time of year of making an all-day chili, and I just love having the windows open, the cool breeze. I mean, it's it's. If you perfect. don't like chili in KC, I think you're 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 just an upset person, and you're and you're not you don't like good things. If it's chili in KC, it's time for chili in KC. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> I have a bumper sticker that says that. That's good. I, I have it on my car. <laughs> So there's a lot it's, of different types of chili. The chili here at Dixon's is very old school. It's almost like an East it, Coast chili. I see. I didn't realize there was a coastal thing on chili. So well, this is bean chili. It's so. very. It, they have a very. It's. It comes dry, and it's crumbly, and it's. It comes with the beans at the bottom of a pile of the crumbly meat. Uh, have you guys ever had chili like this before? I haven't. No, this I've is going to be had deconstructed chili. And that's just, I feel like an alchemist right now. I'm afraid like if I add too much gold, yeah, they give you everything to make it with. So they give you the powder and then they give you the two it's, sauces. What are these hot and not hot? Well, I'm assuming the red is probably the one that's going to be a little bit more intense. Yeah. And I don't know if I can handle a five alarm chili, but two or three alarms. I'm pretty good that with. Smells so. beanie. That's beanie. It smells beanie. Is this that's more vinegar? More. 
That smells vinegary. Okay. Uh, okay. So that's probably what we're looking at then. My family's chili recipe is lots of tomatoes. Do you guys do the tomatoes in chili? Well, I, they also will bring the sides. They'll bring the sides. The Yeah, so they'll bring onions. They'll bring the sour cream to you. They'll bring the cheese. We're, we're getting very But I like basic. tomatoes in my chili. Too. I yeah. do tomatoes. I'll do onions, celery. I will mine. It's pretty. It's intense. It's yeah, a I supreme like chili. Big, thick. So here are the different types around town they do do different types of chili here you can order it so the since have you guys ever had the cincinnati chili i have not that's with chili on top of spaghetti okay no i have i have they do that here huh. they can do that here i thought they like put the chili in a turkey and throw it off of the <laughs> of the radio tower or out of a helicopter and that that's, they the do K, that's the wkrp yeah. Chili. Oh, okay yeah. east coast chili is very dry and crumbly like the, if you get a chili dog on the east coast it, it's in certain places. It's just crumbly chili, and there's no tomato on that either. Texas chili is the hot chili with peppers. Oh yeah, no tomatoes, no beans, just beef and peppers. That's Texas chili. Springfield, Illinois style chili is beans, beef. It's very, it's soupier. It's greasy, and it has a lot of canned tomato sauce. That sounds very similar to some of the chili i've had here mm -hmm. in kc chili verde in new mexico it's white chili it's with pork and turkey and hatch chilies you guys had that before I yeah have. actually that's tasty mm -hmm. and then classic coney chili which is what you have in like a cheese coney and chili dog is it's very runny it's like the runnier chili which i think that's the type i like yeah because i like a good runny chili dog i like mine a little bit more soupy yeah but like but make it like but a thick, not so much soup, but stew-like. Yeah, so our waitress just told us we've got bean broth and then meat juice. The meat juice. sauce. Meat. The meat. You, you like juice? the juice? Meat juice. <laughs> you like the juice. You like the juice. And she the juice recommended pouring both on, so that's what I'm going to do. Look at that. That's a healthy pour, too. You guys want this? And I'm going to pour the meats. This now we're doing almost, I think what's this is very ritualistic, very, actually. Yeah, we're very nice. uh, getting juice, into sir? Thank you. No, no, Would no. That's you pour the bean a little juice. taco. Yeah, that's I'm said. gonna put a little taco sauce. Ooh, that's on living my, uh, life. Uh, chili. Without likes to live deliciously. <laughs> I'm gonna put a little bit of chili powder on mine. Oh, okay. too much. Too much. That comes uh, out quick. Now I'm gonna. What, what do you guys think about sour cream on chili? Some people love sour cream on their depends chili. On, you know what? If it's a super spicy chili, you need that sour cream. I personally love it, but I can't anymore because of. Oh yeah. Man, how much has lactose intolerance just like ruined your life, my a friend? A lot, dude. A lot. <laughs> can't find a good ice cream. Can't enjoy chili. Can't like because I because part of the chili is chili and cheese, and I can't do that. Chili and sour this cream. is true. This did you guys true. put any of this chili powder on? Yeah, them? I did. Now the best part of this is just like mixing it together. I feel like a little Charlie Chaplin here doing the little. And on a mix, you all right. Let's let's give this chili a try. I'm gonna turn this up. This is good. This is good. This is need, really good. You need a bowl of this. Uh -huh. It's almost it's like really they've been delicious. making it for a hundred years or mm. something. This is really good chili. This is Harry Truman's favorite chili. Let me get joint. some of these crackers here. Oh, see now you're breaking out the crackers. Now you're. I'm a fan your... of putting as many crackers as possible. Me too. In my Make chili. Crunchy. Yeah, mm -hmm. crunchy chili. Crunchy chili, exactly. I'm a very crunchy person. I don't I like do crunchy. the sour cream and I don't do onions, but I do a lot of crackers. Fritos. I've done some Fritos before. Mm -hmm. I like what mm -hmm. I will do. I'll get the mm -hmm. scoopable kind. Here. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of controversial. Are you guys cornbread with chili or are you cinnamon rolls with chili? Cinnamon rolls. I've never heard of the cinnamon rolls with chili. Cinnamon I've always rolls. been Absolute cornbread. Growing up in the in Stanley, Kansas at Blue Valley Middle School, do you remember they'd serve cinnamon rolls with chili? And I'd always be, what? Do you yep. remember and where it probably came pie. from? 
Joe's Barn, I'm sure. Joe's Barn, probably. Now, there's a reference for your that only your older folk <laughs> listeners might remember. Joe's Barn, one of the coolest. Fried chicken buffets, but the cinnamon rolls were amazing. My mom. They would cater like elementary school. Yes. Like, well, she worked back in the day as a waitress there, like part time. And oh, she would awesome. bring those home. Oh, Famous. Oh. That place, they'd make you finish. They'd go, you're not done. Like the people would yell at you, like, you're not you're not finished. Well, there's finish your meal. There. <laughs> a lot of eating disorders, I'm afraid, were stemmed from Joe's Barn. So our apologies. I was on all so of bummed when they tore Joe's Barn down. That was a cool place. That was Is that legit. the place where they throw shit at you? No, no, no that's uh, that's in Springfield. No, Joe's Barn. Home was of this, the throwed rolls. Yeah, the that's, rolls. that's Lambert's, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, well, it's strange enough, there's also like a gateway to hell in Sparks, Kansas. I mean, we've got everything from gateway to hell to, to good chili to Stole, cinnamon yeah. rolls, which honestly is all you need to for the start Seriously, of a good party. Gateway to hell with tacos and chili. Uh, That's one hellishly good time, man. All right. So final rating on the chili out of five golden chili bowls. Four and a half for me. I four and a half. Okay. Brand. I'm going to go with a four right now. Not going to be hyperbole or anything, but that's such some tasty chili. All right, guys. So to end the show, we do a in-depth taco questionnaire. And now it's time to get serious. It's time for taco topics. All right, here we go. This is taco topics. I just want your honest opinions on all these. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. feel free to make the answer short or long. However, just share your taco passion with me. Ooh, passion the tacos. Question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Meat. It's got to have meat. It's got to have a good, decent meat. You know what I'm saying? If you Good get, filling. If you got greasy meat and the meat just like is just all extra like bleh, you know, then that's going to ruin your taco no matter how good anything is. It's the basis. It's like the meat in a sandwich. If you have a shitty turkey, you're going to have a shitty turkey sandwich. So I'm, trust, I'm trusting that the meat's going to be good for me. I need a good sauce or something to accentuate the taco, whether it's just simple cilantro, whether it's yeah. the red sauce. Sauce, here is, good. sauce yeah. is important. I, like I said, I need that variety. And when I can then like do little, like little, little vats of sauces <laughs> when I go out there. Oh, that's for me. That's, that's the be all end all. Okay. Are you hot or mild salsa? At Taco Bell, I'm mild. Anywhere else, usually hot. Mild. I don't like crazy hot. And I feel like there's a, definitely like a Venn diagram or a ratio of some sort. When it gets too hot, you don't taste all the other flavors and you're just, just tasting heat. And that seems ridiculous to me. I mean, if you just want to taste the heat, just drink the sauce. And so, like, it's all about which, the... Which people do. <laughs> That's very true. Are you hard or soft shell? What's your favorite? You guys are soft, right? Soft. Are you calling us soft? Oh, no. You, you guys are... We're you're hard, you're hard, hard in the streets. Of course. Soft Thank in you. the sheets. Ah. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go around telling everybody okay. that we're soft in the sheets. <laughs> oh, sorry. But, like... You like soft sheets. You're hard in the streets. We like a, li- a high taco. You like count. streets of fire, uh, but not yeah, fire right, sauce. Right. I'm not picky with my with my, my, my street ta- my sheet tacos. Oh, All right. Lord. Uh, are you no? Are you no cilantro or pro cilantro? Extra cilantro. Pro okay. cilantro. The more baby. cilantro you can. In fact, if you can get cilantro salsa, Ooh. even better. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. Okay, favorite side to have with tacos: chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac. Chips and guac. Chips and salsa. I mean, I like to get the chips and guac and put the guac on my tacos, but I'll devour some chips and salsa. I mean, I'll just I'll just wreck it like Ralph. Okay, if you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? God, and I hate to admit this, but you know, I, I like I feel honesty is important on any kind of podcast. But I think I've hit my TV dinner and chicken pot pie days of my life, and I don't know if it's because I'm in my 40s and single now, but. <laughs> 
I've got hungry to man. Uh, I'm not. No, 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 not hungry man. Uh, Marie, Marie Callender's on the pot pie. <laughs> And I'm a big fan <laughs> of uh, Devour. Frozen entrees are really good. Oh, you and got fancy. There's uh, a I chicken. Dollar ramen shit. Chicken tiki, tiki masala frozen dinner. Oh, wow. That that's actually fancy. legit good. So again, you know, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm high dollar in it, but it's I worth it. So. I still miss the little chocolate cake you get in those. In the kids' cuisines? Yeah. Remember the penguin? Yeah. I used to call them the penguin meals. Like, yeah. I want a penguin meal. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you get the little dessert. Yeah, little chocolate, right. yeah. Exactly. That yeah. little brownie. And now you still do. But now you're like, this is just enough to piss you off. <laughs> That's the only bad thing about DV dinners. If I'm not eating tacos, I am eating burgers. I am a huge burger. That's my favorite. What's your favorite burger place in KC? Mm, you got a favorite Paul's burger? Drive-In. Love Paul's Drive-In. Paul's Drive-In is my f- absolute favorite one. Next one would be Grand Slam down on Merriam. You got a big burger there, yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of good burger joints in town, but, like, this guy makes a pretty mean burger, too. Oh, Kitty's Cafe, they're primarily known for the uh, pork tenderloin, but yeah. their burgers are really good as well. And do you like a uh, good Winstead burger every now and then? Winstead I can definitely go with. and But it, Winstead also kind of has that that nostalgic feel because right. it's also kind of has this kind of ambience, that old school diner feel. The, 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 the shakes are what I would always go yeah. for. I'll tell you what, if you like Winstead's, you should try Fritz. Fritz Railroad Station. Oh, yeah. That little burger place. It's where they have the just trains, as, Where yeah. they have the train. Yep. Oh. The original on 18th Street. It, it tastes a lot like a Winstead burger, but it's pretty good. Okay, in your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Again, if you, if you ever want to get adventurous, come to my neighborhood Go down the boulevard, go all around. You will find hole-in-the-wall taco joints that are unreal. It's a and lot of fun. they even serve great tacos at chili places. The chili places. Ooh, all you can eat. Chili tacos. Oh, yeah. Okay, so oh. we just got our now chili tacos. you need to clink those together as a little bit of a here's chili to Chili taco you. cheers. All right, let's try it. Oh, yeah. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, okay. this is delicious. So me and Genius are eating these chili tacos. Mm-hmm. These are Amazing. Mm. If you come to Dixon's, put some tomatoes and onions on this mug. A chili taco. Now, as someone is just a partial observer here, now this is almost try one, dude. I got another one. No, I feel like I should be paying something to watch you guys indulge like this. Did you see our eyes light up as we went into the back of your head? (laughs) It was like you were injecting yourselves with this stuff. It was. It was. I felt a little dirty watching it. Actually, like Genius is making another one. Genius is making Greg one. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I don't need one. No, I'm fine. Take a bite. I'm There's trying to, I'm going for a two piece later. There's a bite. All right, Greg, give it a bite. Mm. Chili tacos. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Ask for the chili tacos. These are great. That 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 is good. That is good. They must have put a lot of sauce on it because it's it's uh, they have warm. a little bit more kick. Yeah, a little more kick. Yeah. See, that's the only thing I could add because I know genius. This was yours. Yeah, this was your concoction. But I think uh, with a little more spice. Oh yeah. Mm. Mm, really good. Okay, what are some other good taco towns that you visited? Is there any taco town that you visited that rivals KC? Man, or do you um, think KC's got it pretty uh, um, high up there? Des Moines has got a dope place called Tasty Tacos. I've heard of that. That place is rad. It's kind of like an in tub type thing where they use the powdered cheese, but you can get like a 12 pack. And I'm only saying this because it has the same kind of consistency, but there's a place in Ottumwa, Iowa. Oh, yes. And it's home of the loose meat sandwich. Now, I know that's not a taco, but it has the kind of the same consistency of the chili meat we're eating here. It's called the Corner Canteen. It is unreal. It's the place that I believe it was Roseanne's little diner that she ended up on the show was modeled after. No way. And it, don't let the name Loose Meat Sandwich sound turn you off because it is unreal and delicious. It is crazy and good. If you ever, you know what? If you're ever in Ottumwa, Iowa, as you should be for the Halloween Palooza Film Festival coming up on October 11th and 12th. And we, Horror Kansas Horror Club, will be there. There you go. Is Twin Galaxies still there? In Ottumwa? Yeah, isn't that where it's from? Oh! <gasps> 
we can go what? see Billy Mitchell. <laughs> That'd be the referee. No, I don't yeah, think it's the in Ottumwa, Iowa, name? but he is in Iowa, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's another one. Remember when we met Billy Mitchell? Oh, yeah. And he was looking like he looked like a televangelist. His he came hair, in. His he, hair, hair was glorious. Still, yes. yeah. And he oh. came in wearing an all white suit with like an American flag tie. Yeah. He, he has another one that he's on brand, you know? Mm hmm. We need that another good video game documentary. There hasn't been one for a while, King man. Kong's for a while wonderful. there. Yeah, that's King a great Kong movie. Wonderful. Have you ever had a time in your life and you've had to turn down tacos? I've had a time where I've had to turn down tacos. I just got back from like an all you can eat Chinese food place. <laughs> hey, we're going to Taco Bell. No. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I guess in reality, we're turning down tacos tonight because we are doing the all you can eat because we just. That's true. Yeah, I, I just tried to turn down a taco. You just turned down the chili taco, Pure but pressure then you forced got me. it upon you. Pure yeah. pressure. But was it worth it? It was delicious. It's so good. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that you will not eat on a taco or something that you see a oh, taco geez. with this on it and you're like, you I will not. Cheese for genius probably cheese. is cheese. the biggest okay. answer for that. Um, I would say no. I've always been more adventurous. Like I've even had like the tongue tacos and what have you because it's good meat. Bottom line. It just were so ingrained to not eat anything that's not ground beef in a taco. If it's covered in sauce and you can see that it looks evil, then I'm going to pass. If it know? looks like something um, Lovecraft would have written about. Or if mm -hmm. you look like you're going to grab it and it's going to disintegrate in your hand. Or burn your hand burn. alive like, ah! Like right. the next thing you know, you're just Johnny blazing it. Right. Yeah, or try to bite you back. Yeah. Yeah. No. If it has teeth. <laughs> right. In communist Russia, taco <laughs> eats you. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a speed round. Okay. I just want to know yay or nay on these. So these mm -hmm. are yay or nay questions. Taco pizza. Nay. Yay. Taco salad. Yay. yay. Taco burgers. Taco yay. what? Burgers. Yay. Absolutely yay. Taco dogs. Yay. Yes. Yay. Breakfast tacos. Yay. Maybe. Taquitos. Yay. Nay. Walking tacos. Nay. Hard nay. That's an abomination. Nay. Not even a real taco. Nay. Mm. Not a taco. An abomination. Miniature tiny tacos. Nay. nay. I don't like those. Choco tacos. Absolutely. When I used to eat ice cream, I would tear them mugs up. Nay. Not a fan? I know. Communist. Wow. I know. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast and naked chicken chalupa. <laughs> I would love to try that. I would love to try that. I tried the they sandwich. They have the cheddar that had the, chalupa out now. I cheddar shell. Oh, Which yeah? sandwich? The sandwich. Oh, the double it was down? The, with it, yeah, the double yeah. down. Yeah. It was great. Yep. <laughs> it was great. Cronenbergy, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, I'm all about like mixing it up and switching it and like getting all sorts as I pour my bean and meat juice yeah, on it. Yeah, you're making another chili concoction right now. <laughs> uh, tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from Taco Bell. Very slimy. They came out with that a couple years ago. Nay. I'm going to pass on that. You have okay. to have some sort of bread or something. Need. Okay. Nacho fries. Absolutely. Without Yay. the cheese, they're glorious. Pretty good. Yay. The highest selling item ever in Taco Bell history. So they're really good. Okay. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Something that really fires you up. Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. And I just, instead of, I must have been through about a million girls, it's, I must have been through about a million tacos. I loved them and I leave them alone. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I fooled around in taco love. <laughs> Tito and Tarantula, Cucarachas and Nojadas from the From Dusk Till Dawn soundtrack. Can you sing a little bit of that? <laughs> Cucarachas and Nojadas. Badum, badum, bum, 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 badum, badum. Buscando la fiesta. There's like five words, but it's all about like getting ready to party. Oh, There's cool. So good. Cucarachas and Nojadas. Uh, the, First Blood theme by Dan Hill. It's a long road when you're on your own. Only if you're like trying to hit your way for a good taco joint. It's a long way to taco rare. 
<laughs> taco round. Every now and then I fall apart because it's a taco. And there you go. Apart. I got it. I got it. Yeah. I got one more question for you. Do you have a very controversial taco opinion? Something that's not popular. What's mm-hmm. your most controversial taco opinion? Fuck Taco Bell. Okay. Well, you worked there. You've seen the insides of the beast. I despise that place. I mean, even if I didn't work there, I think there's significantly better tacos so many other places, you know? I, 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 I never skate on the edge of controversy, so if you don't like tacos, that's okay. That's okay? Uh-huh. Whatever you See, don't like tacos. That maybe you. might be controversial. <laughs> well, let me, well, well, let me ask you guys. Are you more taco guys or are you more burrito guys? Taco. I'm more taco. Taco, okay. Yeah. I, I knew it. Back. I knew it. I knew it just by seeing you. I was like, those are two taco guys. Yeah, no, I'll tear up some tacos. Okay. Burritos, well, to me, they're just too big. Like, there you the go. Tacos. In the genre community, you're either a Monster Squad person or a Goonies person. Why not both? I think in this area, you're a burrito person or a taco right. person. You know, you know Adam Roberts, right? Oh yes, mm-hmm. he's a burrito guy. And I, I didn't find out till like halfway through the show. That's it's right. very uncomfortable. The rest of the show, <laughs> you, you got to be a little shifty around the burrito people because yeah. they wrap things like you wouldn't believe. Whether it's a they're, tail, they're and layered. They're right. Like- <laughs> All right. So if the word taco did not exist and you had to create a word to name a taco out of existing words or made up words. What would you call a taco? A kerfuffle. A tasty fold. Tasty fold. And a kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Like a I just cheesy, like that word. cheesy. Hard cheesy, shell kerfuffle. Hard shell kerfuffle or a soft kerfuffle. Soft shell kerfuffle. What would you name the chili tacos that we had tonight? Ambrosia. Taco genius. Taco <laughs> a Taco a genius. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. This is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Taco to Me. Like lovers do. Do you have a taco-related or film-related question you'd like to ask me? Ooh, this is one of those moments, you know, it's been, it's been building up to this. So I'm curious, with all the tacos you have tasted at this point, and again, we're more on positivity on our podcast. We you know, try to put that out there. So if you were to put together, if you were going to make your Franken-taco, Ooh, yeah. where would you get the shell? Or the, the, the wrapping. And Where the, would the meat come from? And the accoutrements. Like, yeah. I had some really good tortillas last week at, at Waldo Thai. Okay. They were oh. amazing tortillas. So good. They had they were burnt a little bit. So good. Um, Fire is the key for tortillas. You taught me that. So good. And then I would maybe take some of the these chili tacos we created tonight are great. Yeah, they I've are. always wanted to have a chili taco. I've talked about it on the show before. I love a good chili dog. I had a chili taco tonight, and it was great, and I don't think I'll ever go back. I will come here all the time and eat chili tacos, combining two of the best things you can eat in this world. I have an eighth grade project I did where you write your favorite foods, and you put it on the wall like a poster project, and I think I wrote chili dogs and tacos. So It's your vision board that finally came together. It was a vision board for me. Question, would you cut up hot dogs and put them in the tacos, or is that too decadent? That's too too much. Too decadent. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Too decadent, but I'd like to try it someday. There are certain lines people won't cross, genius. Genius. Do you want to play God here? <laughs> Genius, what do you think about mustard on a taco? Oh, God, no. No, yeah. No. That's what I think. Who puts mustard on a taco? I've heard it. Monsters? <laughs> Again, you know, I'm the person that likes the, the, the variety on my sauces, so I've never tried it. Who knows, man? I mean, no. <laughs> Genius is having a very I think he's having a visceral reaction no, to that. No, because I'm thinking about that mustard, that very dill taste. Yeah. I don't think any other, the sauces... The spice in the meat or the tortilla would complement mustard taste. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 
the lettuce and the lettuce because it's lettuce, the cheese because it's cheese. But half the taco is the taco spice and the meat and the the, the tortilla, whether it's hard or shell. Mustard on tortillas is no go. No, what no. if they gave you a hint of mustard like uh, powder in the meat itself? Yeah. And then cook- okay, yeah. okay. I'm just, yeah. just trying to figure out a way to incorporate. The closest thing I would do to that would be mustard greens instead of lettuce. And that's still like. You know, Sonic puts mustard in their chili. And you, like, if you don't ask for it, Without? Yeah, they'll put it in there. Is that why I, it tastes weird? It tastes weird. Huh. So I Not think a I've fan. eaten some mustard chili before. Ew. So Ew. Some people do like mustard. That sounds like mayonnaise chili. ketchup. Yeah. Or no, no, mayonnaise ketchup. Ma- okay. mayonnaise, cu- mayonnaise ketchup. No, fancy sauce is great. Fancy sauce. Fancy sauce is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So it's it's time to say goodbye. This is the end of the show. I had a blast. This was amazing. This I'm glad I got to witness the coming together of the chili dog and the taco. Like, if anything <laughs> it's else. It's Kind of perfect for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So where can people find your podcasts? And what are some screenings coming up in October where people can come out and see you guys that, are, you, are, mm-hmm. that you are hosting? Absolutely. Um, October 21st at Screenland Tapcade, we're going to have our monthly Monday movie mystery night where we screen a movie. You don't know what it is until you show up. And then we do a live episode of Nerds and Nostalgia afterwards. We talk all about it. We get people to come people down. down get prizes, prizes. All sorts of goodies. October 18th is, like we said earlier, is the our Nerdoween. The day after we're hosting... Is that at Screenland? Yes, Screenland. Okay. Tapcade. 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 The next okay. day on the 19th, we're over at the Alamo for Dismember the Alamo, which is four mystery horror movies. I'm hosting Zombieland, double feature on the 16th. October 30th, if you want to see the one, the original, the classic, John Carpenter's Halloween, I'll be there at the Alamo Draft House. I think I might be coming to that. So it's I might see you there. Time. And where can people find the podcast? Uh, oh, if you're on Twitter, you can find Nerds and Nostalgia at Non Podcast. And on Twitter, Nightmare Junkhead, you can find us at Nightmare Junk. And of course, on Facebook, just Nerds and Nostalgia or Nightmare Junkhead. And then also a little plug for uh, Genius here. He uh, is an overachiever. I do another three. podcast, <laughs> which we're going to start up uh, our second season. We do recaps over Walking Dead and The Purge TV show. And we're also going to be doing Watchmen. It's called Meteor Rewind. Oh, cool. And I do that with my friend, Dustin Mountbaldi. We're actually hosting the premiere at Screenland. Which will have already happened, and I'm sure it was wonderful. Just listen to the show. You'll you'll hear all sorts but, of uh, Walking Dead shenanigans. Yeah, find Nerds and Nightmare on everywhere podcasts are played. And you've been doing podcasting since 2014? Or Approximately. Before. Yeah, yeah, around that. So you're one of the very first. I mean, you are the first Kansas City podcast I ever listened to. Oh, so. nice. Well, I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that... We didn't turn you away, turn you off enough to like, it's like, I'm never gonna, but uh, we will have you on Nightmare. You're always welcome. Oh, I'd love the, to. You know, the live, on the we live don't need anything on there, but like, you know, we can. Yeah. Yeah. I could bring some tacos. Absolutely. Oh, chili tacos. <laughs> bring some chili tacos. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a great month of October. Of course, man. This is your month, oh, I think. This is our month. Uh, our yeah. month. It's mm-hmm. a good, it's a good chill taco for month too. That's yeah, right. oh. it's my birthday month too. So uh, oh, October. Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, and thanks for being here, and thanks for talking tacos with me. I'm glad we could finally meet up and do this. It's been a long time coming. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Thanks to everyone here at Dixon's Chili for having us out tonight. Everything was amazing. And thank you for introducing us to Chili Tacos. So good. Thanks to the band Sun Eaters who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go go eat some tacos. tacos.